Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening to this 20th episode of Raking Coals. As always, we want to point you to our website, e43collective.com. If you get a chance to, go over to e43collective.com. That's where you can see our other podcasts, the After Sunday discussion, more episodes of Raking Coals, and you can see some of the blog posts that we make. There's some good stuff that is going on on the website. We just had an episode last week where we had two guests on. We had Caleb and Julia Kudlow come on and talk about urban ministry in Cleveland. It was a fantastic episode, and you guys should all check it out. And if you haven't listened to the other podcast, the After Sunday Discussion, I highly recommend it. Josh and I have a great time recording it. It's just something that is purely all fun. So we want you guys to check it out, see what it's like, and experience kind of another side of what the E43 Collective is. Also, just want to share that uh, any way that you guys can help us grow E43 Collective, help the word spread, is amazing. And one of those ways you can do it is by subscribing on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. And if you get the time, take a few seconds to give us a review over on iTunes. That helps us out a whole ton. It helps grow the popularity of the podcast, and more people will be able to find it in the iTunes store. So with that, I am going to basically introduce that I'm recording this episode by myself today. Josh was not able to join me, but I'll play the intro and then explain what's going on. So anyway, I'm back. Anyone who is in a panic, did Josh leave the podcast? No, absolutely not. Everything is going fine. Josh and I are good. He just wasn't able to come on and record tonight because he's helping out at a church. He's doing a children's ministry there, which he's talked about oftentimes on the podcast. And then they're having a pizza party afterwards. So it wasn't possible for us to get together tonight and record Both of us have kind of had busier schedules. May has been an insane month. I've had some deadlines that I've had to meet for grad school, and then I'm starting up another class that's very involved, and so I myself have been very busy. So the reason why there hasn't been as many blog posts or as many recordings going out this month is because it's just been a very, very busy time for us. But I decided that I would like to come on and at least record something to get it out there for you guys to listen to. And so today, I am going to be talking about how being a dad has changed me, how being a parent has changed me in my walk in faith, in my my own personal life, how I structure my schedule, and, and basically everything that changes when you find out that you're going to becoming a parent. But before doing that, I just want to give a huge shout out to each and every person who has listened to this podcast. It is a very exciting thing for me to be able to share that the E43 Collective between the After Sunday Discussion and Raking Coals has 1,000 subscribers. We have hit over 1,000 subscribers for the month of May. So to all of you, thank you very much for listening. This is really exciting. It's a really cool time. This has been a very fun adventure for us starting up this website, trying to unify Christians together and have discussions and conversations and talk about ministry and find ways in 
in which we can better equip the church in both knowledge and understanding as well as in practicality. So we're really kind of beginning to see some changes made. We're beginning to see some impact made, and that is happening through having listeners. So it's really exciting. So thank you all so much for listening to this podcast. Hitting this milestone was a big thing for us. Josh and I were both very excited to hit that milestone. I know when I saw it come up this morning, it was very, very exciting. And so I wanted to connect with all of you and and have have a warm Thank you from my own heart, and I know Josh goes out and he says the same. He's he's very thankful to all you guys, all of you listeners. We're so thankful for. So thanks, guys, so much. And without talking about any more business, because up to this point, we're like four and a half minutes into the podcast, and I've talked all business, we're going to talk about how being a dad has changed me. So I'm going to first share a little bit about my story of when I became a father. Fortunately for me, I, I've been blessed to be married to a fantastic wife. And so I've not been on this journey on my own or anything like that. And so it's always a blessing to have a spouse who you are working together with on the same team, working together and in parenting children. Parenting is tough. Parenting is not easy. Anyone who is a parent will attest to that. And this isn't necessarily a podcast that's going to tell you a million different ways on how you can become a better parent, but rather sharing the story about how becoming a parent has changed me. This is my own personal story. This is something I felt that both fits into the realm of what we talk about here at Raking Coals, wanting to talk about ministry, because becoming a parent changes your whole outlook on ministry. It changes your perspective on the church. It changes how you view the church. It changes how you schedule yourself. It changes how much ministry you do. And so I want to talk about it from my own personal experience and my stories of becoming a father, what that was like. And so it all begins with 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 marriage, of course. And so my wife and I had the blessing to have been married for at least two years when b- before we had any children. So we were able to make it to two years of marriage before having any children. So that was a very good thing, I think, having at least a year and definitely two to build some foundations without babies in the house and without children in the house was very good. It's very good to have that time as a spouse. It's very good to be able to have that freedom in your house without children running around and without being sleep deprived and all of that when you are first married. Absolutely. So with that, we were were married for a good amount of time. And what happened is we just experienced a transition. So Haas and I had just decided to move to Red Bank, New Jersey, and I've told this story a little bit before on the podcast, but we decided to move to Red Bank, New Jersey. I became a family life director at a church there, the First Baptist Church of Red Bank, and we got there, we moved there, we were really excited to be doing ministry, we were excited to be able to be part of a church, be doing this full time, I went to college for this, and so this is really exciting to be able to transition from college to career and then now we're in a spot where it's like okay now we've got our place we've got our job and then the five-year plan was 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 in effect right we were going to wait at least five years before we had any children and about six or seven days after being in New Jersey we found out that we were going to be having a baby 
And this was not expected news. This was not expected news. This was not part of the plan. This was a huge surprise. And this was after we had only just moved there. And my wife has has not been one of those. And 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 I know some wives do this. My wife did not. And I, I love her for it. I love that she just comes out and tells me absolutely everything. Some some wives like go all out and they have this big thing that they reveal that they're pregnant to their husbands for uh, and they make it a really really romantic thing and all of that that was not the case in in the situation where I found out that I was going to be a father the case was we were needing to get to church and about 45 minutes before we were going to walk out the door my wife breaks the news to me and she is very very nervous. Haas is very nervous that we were going to be having a baby. I myself was was very nervous, but at the same time, I instantly became very happy. It's exciting news. It's exciting to know that you're becoming a parent, but it is also extremely terrifying because life is going to change. I was just really beginning to learn how to take care of myself. The fact that I was going to be a father was a huge surprise. I had no idea how I was going to do this. I had no idea how this was going to work. I myself, I I had younger nieces and nephews, but I really didn't do the diaper changing thing or I didn't do too much caretaking. I, I did playing and the fun stuff, but I didn't really have much experience taking care of babies, especially newborns. So so the reality sets in where it's like, okay, life is going to change really fast here in a few months. It's scary. This is a lot of change and a lot of transition all at once. What are we going to do? So what we ended up doing is we ended up asking people in our church if they had any doctors that they recommended or anywhere that we should go or what we should do as far as making appointments and things like that. And we were able to take care of everything. We were able to begin the process of of getting a doctor and and going through the prenatal process. And and that's a big learning experience as, as a dad because you find out how much you actually do not know about your 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 spouse you find out that hey i actually have no idea how this works and you learn to appreciate your wife and the fact that this is very very difficult carrying a child full term is an extremely difficult process it is in in the end it becomes very uncomfortable and it is all for this beautiful phenomenon of a child entering into the world but pregnancy is not easy and as a husband, you don't really experience the hard part about it. You don't really experience much difficulty at all. In fact, it is very important as a husband at that point to begin to take the steps to prove that you're going to take care of your family, being caring of your your wife during that time, being caring of her. She is caring your child, showing love, showing respect, showing patience, exemplifying that you are going to take care of her, that you're going to take care of your baby. And so we ended up finding out that we were going to be having a boy. And once you find out which gender you're going to be having, then all of the the planning stuff gets really fun. And that's when you begin painting the nursery and, and setting it up and and getting really ready for your child to enter into this world. And as first-time parents, we were so far ahead of the game, right? We were doing all of this stuff months before Leo was going to enter into the world, but we were just so excited. We were so excited to be welcoming in our first child into the world, and that is something 
that I can say is one of the first lessons I learned is that when you realize that you're going to becoming a parent and you are going to be welcoming your child into the world, it is extremely exciting. It is extremely enjoyable to think about this is going to be amazing. This is going to be wonderful. And then there is the flip side of it. This is going to be really hard. This is going to be difficult. You begin to do some research on finances. You begin to look at the books and you begin to think about, okay, there is a whole lot that I have to be prepared for. However, all of that stuff never really takes away from the excitement about it. If you have the right mindset about it, if you look at the child that you are having as a blessing from God onto your family, then all of that other stuff, you know, if I work hard, if I make sure I pay my bills, if I stay out of debt, if I keep my finances in line, if I do all of that, that stuff will take care of itself. The most important thing that you have to be working on as a parent in pre preparation for a child is that of your own character. What kind of a mother or father are you going to be? What kind of dad are you going to be? Are you going to be a dad who is loving and caring and involved or are you going to be absent and lazy and self-seeking? And as a mom, what kind of mom are you going to be? Are you going to be a loving and caring and providing mother? Or are you going to be the type of mother who looks at your children as the ones who are taking your life away from you? They have taken everything that was good from you. They've taken your years of youth and beauty away from you. And these are things that we can look at and say, oh, that's ridiculous. People don't really think that way. But the reality is that as a parent, you begin having conversations with other parents and you find out that there actually are some people who think like that and it's really really sad it's really sad and it's also kind of scary that people could look at their own children as negative as things that took something away from them rather than added something to their life. Now, in the vast majority of cases, that is not true. The vast majority of cases, people realize very, very quickly and very realistically that their children are a blessing to them. And so that's a big lesson, right? Children, when they're coming into this world, they provide a lot of excitement as well as they provide a lot of, hey, <laughs> reality is about to set in. It is time to plan. It is time to get prepared. It is time to be ready. It's time to grow up. It's time to mature. That's something that also happens when you become a dad. You have to mature. When you become a parent, you have to mature. It's just something that happens naturally. You are no longer just looking out for yourself. You're no longer just looking out for you and your wife, you now have a little one who is completely 100% dependent on you. And that's a big thing. And so one of the things that I, I love to tell when I talk about becoming a dad is the fact that one of my worst nightmares came true when I was about to first become a dad. And that was my wife was in full on labor. We're in the hospital and everything. And my wife says to me, Haas says to me that something has changed. Something is different. I need the doctor. And for me, that was okay, this must be it. This must be the hour. The hour has come. Our son is going to be entering into this world. So you ring the bell, you look out in the hall, and there's nobody there. No one was there. There was no doctors. There was no nurses. There was nobody. And I'm thinking to myself, oh my goodness, I am going to have to deliver this baby. 
I have no idea what to do. I don't know what to do. I, I, I'm super nervous at this point. I'm thinking that I'm going to faint. I'm thinking that I'm going to be sick. And then the nurse comes in and the nurse begins to help my wife. And then she looks at me and I'm thinking to myself, I was like, okay, the nurse is here. She knows what to do. I can kind of step back and just be supportive to my wife, take on that supportive husband role that you see so often in the labor room. And then the nurse looks at me and she says, okay, you're going to have to help me out here. And I'm thinking to myself, oh no, this is not what I want to have happen. This is not in the plan, right? And so anyway, I, I, I do whatever the nurse tells me to do and I'm helping out and I'm, I'm not feeling all too well at this point. But anyway, it was like right at the moment where I'm thinking like, oh my goodness, I'm going to have to deliver the baby. I have no idea what I'm doing. The doctor comes in with everybody who needs to be there. It was like, yes, hooray, the doctor is here. This is incredible. All right, so I can go back to being my supportive husband that I wanted to be the whole entire time. So so that was that was kind of the first thing as a parent, as a dad. You you have fears as a parent. You have things that you don't want to have happen to you or situations or roles that you don't want to be put in. And sometimes you're just forced to be put in those roles and it's outside of your control. I know that I kind of tell that story as a silly thing, but the reality is is you think that when you are first raising your children that they might not have a temper tantrum or they will always think rationally or because they're my kid, they won't do that. And then you find out very quickly that they do all those nasty things that other kids do or they say things that are nasty that you're like, we don't even say that in this house. And then you as a parent are forced to then instill in your children the right things. You are to instruct them. One of my favorite verses in scripture to look back on as a parent, it is a very simple verse. It is in Ephesians 6. It is verse 4. It says, Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. See, we're not really supposed to be people who provoke our kids to anger. I think that's a given. Most parents who provoke their children or harass their children or kind of are bad parents is, is another way to understand it are not doing the things the right way but the way we are supposed to live our lives as a parent is to bring our kids up in the ways of the lord to teach our children what it is to be a follower of jesus christ teaching them about the gospel, teaching them the stories about God, teaching them about our Savior. And then in turn, as we teach them these things, we teach them the principles behind it. So the thing that I share with my children, a story that we recently went through, we've talked about this on the podcast before too, as we were just sharing the story about Zacchaeus the other day. And so the purpose of Zacchaeus is, is not to just show that Jesus can forgive a sinner. That is one of the purposes. But one of the purposes that I wanted to teach my kids as well as we're going through this story is that Zacchaeus was a guy who was doing something that he knew was wrong, but justified that he was okay with it. He was doing something he knew was wrong, but was continuing to do it anyway. But he just wanted to see this person, Jesus. And when he encountered Jesus, he had a huge change in his life. It got him to a point of where he 
asked forgiveness from God and then went out and asked forgiveness for all the people that he did wrong. Teaching my kids the principle is that when you do people wrong, you ask forgiveness. And also the most important thing to do as well is to get yourself in the right position with God. Ask forgiveness of God. Be honest about your mistakes, your shortcomings, the things that you do wrong. In looking at the Bible, learning the Bible in that way, and so when we talk to our kids about God's Word, we're able to teach them the stories, we're able to teach them what it says, but also be able to teach them the principles behind it. And more importantly than just telling your kids about how to live their life, the reality is you find out very quickly that your kids watch you all of the time. You know that one thing that you messed up and did, or that stupid thing you said, or that silly thing you did? Your kids are going to somehow or another just remember that, and they're going to remember that, and they're going to look at that, and they're going to do that, and then they're going to tell you when you correct them, hey, you can't do that, they're going to say, well, dad, you did that. Here's a funny example. So my two sons, they're four and three, and they're, we're not allowed to wear our shoes in the house. We don't really do shoes in the house. That's just one of the simple rules that we have. If I wear my shoes in the house, you better believe that I am getting called out by my four-year-old son and my three-year-old son that I can't wear my shoes in the house. And I bet you if my one-year-old daughter could enunciate those words, she probably would say the same. So the, the principle behind that is that your kids are going to watch you. And you find out that your kids are watching you. And, and this, in turn, also reminds you that you are living your life in such a way that the most important thing you can do is exemplify what it is to follow the Lord for your children. Because if anybody is going to teach your kids the right things about God, the right things about Jesus, the right things about Christianity, it's going to be you. You can send them to the best church, the best schools, put them in the best ministries, get them involved in the best things. But though that might be helpful, the most powerful source of education for our children is ourselves. We are very, very, very responsible for how our kids turn out. I look at my kids and they're young and I see aspects of me in them, good things and bad things. And so a way in which having kids changes me as a parent is I look at my own flaws and I look at my flaws from the perspective of, hey, there is potential that these flaws, these issues that I have in my life, that I know that if I mess up, my, my wife will forgive me because it's not a huge deal. But the reality is, is even though I can be forgiven of it, I can also be teaching my kids that this habit or this thing that I do that is wrong or irresponsible or silly or dumb is just normal for a grown man. And that's a lesson that I wouldn't want to teach them. So you become very self-aware of your own shortcomings, your own downfalls. And so a way in which I've changed is to try to really work on being a good example of Christianity for my kids. Not that I ever was a terrible example. Now, I'm, I'm a guy who's pursued pastoral ministry. I hope that I'm a, a decent example. But the reality is I'm not perfect. And there are things in my life that I'm constantly working on. Uh, a couple of other fun things that I'll cover here before I sign off. I'm just going to do a shorter episode since it's just me. Um, <clears throat> sorry there, my voice kind of gave out. Um, 
So a couple of things I'll, I'll talk about is I'll share some some stories to, to get real. Now, the reality is, is that I had to learn balance as a dad. I had to learn balance within my family life. I was not the best person at balancing family life, work life, and ministry. I wasn't doing a great job of this. I shared this a little bit in episode 12 where I share about my bivocational journey, and I wasn't doing a great job of balancing it all In fact, I was doing a terrible job of it to the point of where I was so focused on the things I had to get done. I have to get up in the morning and I have to go to work. That's a non-negotiable. Every human being on the planet has to make money. Every person has to generate a source of income. The way that I generate income is I go to a place where I work and make money. I work a nine to five and, and that's what I do. So I work, I come home from work, but then what was happening is I had so many things going on in life. I had graduate school, I had ministry, I had all these transitions and changes and things that I wanted to do going on, and I just didn't balance them. Everything else took precedence. I wanted to get my list of things done that I had to get done, the school work, the ministry, all that done. So I would come home, I would be so stressed out, I'd be so stressed about it, I really kind of overloaded my plate and... I wasn't being myself. I was grumpy. I was angry. I was very, very uh, unpleasant to be around. And and for me, I've always kind of prided myself on being somewhat of a a joyful guy. I, I like to be a joyful presence in a room. And at home, that's not what I was doing. At home, that's not the person that I was being. And sure, I could blame it on I'm being tired or being overloaded or all these things. But what I really needed to do is I needed to look at life and say, okay, I need to cut back on some things and readjust my schedule and do things in a different way because my my family, my, my children, my wife, they deserve the best of me when I'm home. They deserve the best of me all of the time. God gave me my family. God made me responsible for my family. So therefore, I need to be the best person that I am for them, not for everybody else in the world. Now, I try to do that for everyone else in the world, but the reality is, is what is the most important thing is, am I the best person for my family? Am I teaching my children in real time what it is to be raised in the ways of the Lord. And so a good way to do that is to have your priorities straight. Your family needs to take a priority. Your kids need to take a priority. Your kids just want your time. That's the biggest thing I've learned from being a dad up to this point is my boys, they just want my time. And so if I just simply give them my time, they are much, much more satisfied than when I've got a million different things going on. Now, there are things as a parent you do. You have to balance. You have responsibilities. And sometimes you just got to get things done. But you also have to go and make the efforts and make sure your kids know that you want to give them your time and you want to be with them. Another thing that I learned as well is that as you mature and you get older and you have more kids and and life goes on, you learn to not freak out as much. When I was a young dad, I was freaking out about everything. I was worried about everything. I wanted I wanted my my son virtually to live in a bubble and be safe all the time and not have anything bad happen to him. And, and so you kind of live this somewhat paranoid state as a parent, and it's actually not all that fun. So if you're a parent out there and you're kind of stressed out all the time and you're kind of hovering over your kids all the time, I'm going to tell you right now, it's really, 
it's a lot more fun when you just relax a little bit. When you let your kids become the people that they are, when you allow them to have a little bit of freedom. Now, obviously, you're the parent. You, you give guidance, you have rules, you give boundaries. But when you set those boundaries and you just let your children operate within those boundaries, it's really fun to watch the people that they are. It's really fun to watch the people that they become. It's really fun to watch the things they do. It's really fun to listen to the interactions that they have. And kids, if you listen to them, if you listen to them play and you, and you play with them and you interact with them, they're hilarious. And they remind you, they remind us as parents, they remind me as an adult that there are just some things in life that are purely enjoyable. It is so fun to sit down and imagine with children. It's so fun to just enjoy throwing pillows at each other or whatever it might be. Things that kids find fun, it's really fun to engage and, and be part of. And as a parent, as an adult, it's really easy to not engage in that. It's really easy to kind of sit back and be the adult and the overseer and the authority but the most fun thing to do with kids is to be involved and to be doing things with them on their level. They remind us all the time that God has created an amazing world, a fun world, an enjoyable world, and I love that. I love being reminded of that by my children, and that's where I'm going to close out. Don't underestimate the power that your kids can have to minister to you. Don't underestimate how God is going to use your very own children to teach you about himself. I can say that my sons have taught me that that I am I am a flawed person. They are quick to point out my flaws, but also at the same time that hey, you know, life can be really fun. My kids teach me that, right? My sons teach me that. That life can be fun. It, it is very enjoyable. It's fun to play. It's fun to go outside. It's fun to run around. It's fun to imagine. And, and to this point, my, my daughter is very small, and she's not quite as uh, interactive as the boys, right? But she's at this point. She's at an age I love. She's one, and oh my goodness, she just melts my heart, melts my heart so much. She is, she's beautiful. She is so tender. She loves her dad. I love her. And really, guys out there, it's something about having a daughter. A daughter makes you a, a total softie. I can say that my sons are reaping the benefits of having a sister because as a dad, I don't know what it was. Having a daughter just kind of lightened me up. It loosened me up. It made me soft-hearted, more tender. And, and it's a way in which God can use your children to change you and minister to you. And don't underestimate that. Don't underestimate God's involvement in the development of your kids. Don't underestimate that God can use your children to teach you about him. I think a lot of times we look at it from the perspective that we see in Ephesians 6, 4, right? That we're responsible for teaching our children in the ways of the Lord, which we very much are. But something we also have to remember is just like us, our children are made in God's image and they can teach us a whole lot about him as well. 
So guys, if you have listened to this episode, thank you so much. Thank you for making it through this. I know that it wasn't as long as we normally go, but I wasn't going to sit here and just ramble on for a whole entire hour. In fact, I really need a drink of water right now. It's really hard to talk for this long straight on a podcast. Like I've done it before, I've preached before, but it's different. I can say that right now. It's different when when you're when you're doing so from from a sermon perspective than the podcasting perspective so thank you so much for listening again please be sure to check out our website e43collective.com or please subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. Leave us a review on iTunes. It helps spread the word. Head over to Facebook, E43 Collective. You know what? And I'm going to challenge you all. If there's something that you have benefited from, from the ministry of E43 Collective, go ahead and share it. Share it on social media. Spread the word. Let other people know. Like, hey, there's this thing going on. It takes place in Northeast Ohio. Two guys trying to make a podcast. Unify churches together. Share it with your friends. Let them know. That would be so helpful to us. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode, and I hope that you all have a fantastic week and a blessed day. Bye-bye.